0: Welcome to another episode of Sports Matters. I'm Kevin Drake, your host, and Matt Bird, our host. Good morning. Don't let the fog fool you though. Yeah, don't do not let the fog fool you. June gloom, June gloom. It's actually just a morning mist because when it heats up it's going to push that out over the ocean. But they say in Death Valley it's supposed to get to 127 degrees. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know what you do about that kind of heat. And it said in Arizona, it's going to get find up to a- air conditioning. That's what you do. Indeed, stay in the shade and get and crank up the AC. You know, it's going to be 120 degrees in Arizona. They're actually canceled flights today, so <laughs> it can't get the
1: lift. The air is too thin. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you shouldn't even be, you know, going outside in 100 degree heat. 120 degree heat. Though. They were it's talking about the difference between 110 degrees and
0: 120. They're pretty used to it. You know, the heart of the summer, Las Vegas, Arizona, they they see 110 quite often. They don't see 120 that often. I, I mean, spent, the last time I got to 120 was like in the
1: 90s. I spent a summer there, and it got to like 115, and yeah, I was just Oof. like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's when like you're in college, huh? you be yeah, when I was in college and I, you'd be inside in the air conditioning and you'll be like, Oh, it's super nice. I think I'm gonna go outside, it's sunny. And you walk out and you're like, Oh my gosh, am I on Mars? Like It's, it's like when
0: you open up the oven door checking on what you're baking and it's just that that blast of heat. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Boy, you know, talk about heating up in the sporting world. I mean, we had a big event that went on this past weekend. That would be the U.S. Open. A lot of crazy things that happened there. I mean, with the Goodyear blimp, you crashing and <laughs> the E. coli bacteria. You know, the E. coli bacteria. It, it's like, wow. I mean, a lot of, a lot oh, of crazy uh, yeah. things, strange, um, strange
1: things uh, happening there. Going into it, the players were kind of complaining that the golf course was going to be too difficult. I, I, and you know what? For me, if it's a major i want to see the professional struggle like me at oak creek you know like you guys are the best in the world yes they got to challenge you in some way and i think uh they kind of get that and it it was a course that was you know you can't miss the fairway you have to make it in the fairway because if you miss you're in that thick stuff and it's like i think it's two feet tall and you're not gonna find your ball in there you're not gonna find it and i think the players were kind of you know set you back yeah set you back a little bit and You know, it kind of worked out for the long ball. Three of the top ten best players in the world did not make the cut after the second round. After the second round. Right. Dustin Johnson, Jason Day. And Rory McIlroy did not make the cut. And that shows you how difficult of a golf course it is. It's like you have to be very precise. It's a combination of length and target golf, which made it really hard. Um, And I think people who were watching that kind of saw the player struggle. Did you see John Ram? Just he blew a gasket. He lit. Oh man, that was losing your cool by all means. He slams the rake down, throws his seven iron. He he was just, oh, he was salty. And that's a bad look for him. That's a bad <laughs> yeah, look you never want to, you know,
0: I, I, I'm i sure I can see the frustration, you know, <laughs> when we're on the golf course or what have you, you know, throw the golf club, always think of shack and Ted Knight just winging that golf club. You got to be careful with that kind of behavior. You kind of want to stay composed because it carries into the next hole, into the next hole. It's like, okay, you had a very bad hole. We get it. You got you gotta have short term memory and just forget about it, move on to the next hole, and just you know, and start building on that momentum again. Yeah, it's golf. Easier said than done, but it's has much between a the ears, sport, has much a mental sport as it is physical. Than anything else. Yes. Yeah, so I say a good eighty percent of it's in between
1: the ears. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's all about consistency and, and you know you're hitting the golf ball is about, you know But speak, not very big. But
0: speaking of consistency you know the gentleman that won it, Brooks Koepka. Uh, you know he's one of those guys, like you know probably like a dozen of those guys that sit just below like the big names that you just mentioned. You know like the Roy McIlroys, the Dustin Johnsons. You know he's actually ranked twenty uh, second in the world coming into the tournament, and, um, and think, it's like you said, it was it was a day for the long drivers because he's definitely one of the one of the longest drivers. Yeah. You know one one of the top guys that can averages three hundred yards for a drive 300 yards Three, I can't, 300 yards i'm still like 40 below that <laughs> i mean my goodness that's a and, and not only that he's seventh and drive distance but he's fourth and drive accuracy that's a big that's important right there accuracy accuracy definitely yeah. Think, Let alone you could drive a ball 300 yards, but if you drive it 300 yards into two feet of grass,
1: you know what they say about long drivers—they spend more times in the woods, and you got to be <laughs> accurate with it. Yes, um, but I think it, you know his last name does not look like how it sounds. Yes, it, it looks like Co- Topeka, Kansas. You know. Yes, <laughs> but he good job for him. I know he's been. I think he that vaulted him into the top ten um, in terms of the FedEx Cup rankings, which you know. I don't know, it's the championship in golf they're trying to sell it on, but everyone kind of focuses on the majors. Uh, but he's a good golfer. He's always had the potential to be something great. And him and Dustin Johnson work out a lot. So and that's what I saw on, on the golf telecast during Father's Day. You know, I think it's perfect to have a golf major on the Father's Day. It's oh, father's absolutely! Day
0: it's a perfect storm. I mean, the fathers get to watch the the grand finale, the U.S. Open, get to enjoy their day with a family, going out to their favorite restaurant maybe even play a round of golf in the morning yeah if you're lucky to get a tee time it's hard yes on father's day it is because typically sundays are not a big 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 golf day usually like the fridays and saturdays just from knowing from you know golf resorts and you know that's usually their busiest days but sundays tend to be a little bit more like family day but when the
1: fathers do get out they like to play golf yeah <laughs> well i think you know that The first three rounds were very entertaining. They were very fun to watch. You you saw Justin Thomas with that unbelievable score. And then when he gets to the fourth round, just has a meltdown. Oh, terrible. But uh, I was really rooting for him. I was rooting for him and Ricky Fowler. And yeah, Fowler, I was kind of rooting for him. Because yeah. he, he's never done it. And I think he, he's 29 now. He's 29. That makes me kind of feel old because I remember seeing Ricky Fowler when he was a young tyke. Coming up through the PGA. But he still he has time. I mean, has he won a major yet? No, he has not. Well think about it. Now
0: with uh, Brooks winning the the major on Sunday, he's the seventh consecutive person to win his first major. So the last seven majors in golf have been won by first timers. That's pretty Yeah, that's a that's a good stat. (laughs) You know, Sergio Garcia finally got his, you know, a while back, you know, we were really stoked about that. You know, now Brooks gets his now. And what what's the future hold. Yeah. You know, it just shows you the it shows you the dominance of Tiger Woods when he was dominating the sport at the time. And it just you know, he really sh- showed that it can be done. And it's just pretty amazing what he has accomplished, and and I good news on the horizon for Mister Woods. He's you know he's he's taking care of business, sorting himself out, and that's a great thing because he's just he's a he's a really good person. He is. He has he's a done great heart a lot
1: for the sport. Absolutely,
0: course. he's done a lot for the sport. He's done a lot with his foundation. He's really helped out millions of people, and uh, I am so happy to hear that you know he's heading on the right path, and uh, he will be back. You know, because we all would love to see Tiger Woods back.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm speaking of uh, PGA Tour news, yes. they're changing the drug testing format. I just announced this morning that they're getting rid of Breaking know, news. <laughs> that was my breaking news tone. They're getting rid of that. Uh, the old forms of testing um, and forms of the new one, which is through blood testing, before it was urine-based. Um, but I think I like this a lot more Because it shows You know PED use And wo we'll, I mean like That has always been a big thing And you can't detect it In the old means So that's the right. reason Why they came out With the the blood test And uh, I, it's not. I mean, some people out there are going to think oh, it's because of Tiger Woods and what's been going on there. No, it's because they wanted to change it for next year, and they they feel like this is you know something that they need to detect because other sports do it. I can understand why. So I I like this move by the PGA for sure. Well, and also the
0: technology is caught up too. It's where they can actually, with with the urine test, they can, they can pass it with flying colors. You know, yeah. with some of the stuff they're putting into their bodies, but. I don't know about all that stuff. <laughs> I, I like to keep it all naturel. Um, oh, I didn't mention, uh, Kenny Jones will not be here this week, news and views, uh, but he will be back next week, and he will have a great show for you. So we're actually going to expand and take the hour. So thank you, Mr. Kenny Jones, and hopefully you're resting up today. And, um, boy, I tell you, golf, what a, what a fun, fun sport. You know, get out there, have a few beers. At least that's what us regular people
1: do. <laughs> but what's next up on the sports? Well, we have the big, well, the biggest fight that we've seen in a while coming up, and we didn't think it was going to happen. I had my doubts because of just the egos involved in it. As Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor will be yes. in a boxing match i think it's august 22nd i gotta double check on that but you're right it's late like, august august 26th i believe That yeah, 26th that's, yeah august, i can't get my dates wrong but anyways conor mcgregor comes in with a heavy underdog i think he's had like 300 to one or not 300 to one uh 3.5 to one so if you bet a hundred dollars, you get three hundred and fifty, whatever that means. I don't condone sports betting um by any means. I think it it dilutes the sport. And I was again I was up against sending teams to Las Vegas, keep the Raiders in Oakland. And um I think that that, that is gonna be an interesting fight. It is. It's is basically, you know, can Connor McGregor get a good left hand on Floyd Mayweather. That's what it's all gonna come down to. It's it's one punch versus the strategicness and the speed of Floyd Mayweather. He's just gonna dance. And even though, yes, he's he's gonna be dancing, even though he's forty years old. Yeah, that's the he's that's still the, the top thing. defensive fighter, you know, you know, of of our time. That's the uh, big thing is he hasn't fought in a few years. I mean, when when was the Pacquiao versus Mayweather fight? It was a while back. It was not. I mean, it was not recently.
0: Yeah, and it was kind of a disappointing fight. And it was. You know, Pacquiao was out of his prime. You really love to see those two guys go at it in their prime. I mean, that's really what we all wanted to see.
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah, we that didn't happen. But this is going to be great, though. It, it's great for the tabloids. You know, Conor McGregor, he's a colorful character as it is. Yeah, this, you know, he's gonna, always in the news, and he says the, the most funniest and off-the-wall I mean, things. It's going to be a trash talk battle before it even begins. And we'll see. You know, we'll see if he's able. We'll see what kind of a boxer he is. But you know, that's what you said. I, I totally agree with what you just said, uh, is that he definitely needs to get, get a couple really good shots in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he's got to be able to move his feet pretty well too, you know. He's a good, he's a good fighter by all means, but you're you're in a different sport. Would be kind of funny if he just, you know, they're in the first or second round or so, and they're going at it, and then McGregor just takes him down, (laughs) (laughs) just kind of forgets. Oh wait a minute, this ain't UFC. Yeah, oh,
1: that would ruin. <laughs> that would ruin. That would dilute it so much. And uh, I, just, I think I'm really rooting for Conor McGregor to be honest with you. Like he, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be interesting to watch. I mean, the underdog. He's he, I, I, I just I have a soft spot for him. He's always you know said a bunch of things. He's right. predicted you know the round and the the minutes that he's defeated people that's pretty impressive like he knew exactly what and uh
0: it's gonna be fun because everybody's gonna want to watch this they want to watch you know ken Connor mcgregor you know hang with floyd mayweather you Do know i think he's or is gonna floyd win? gonna come out and attack mcgregor and actually try to knock him out even though that's not floyd's mo no he's not he's just gonna
1: dance around just you know typical floyd Mayweather fashion um It'll be interesting to see. I I, I don't think Conor McGregor is gonna win if it goes to the judges. The only way he's gonna win is by KO, which is you know knockout. And that's it's gonna be interesting regardless because there's gonna be a whole bunch of pre-fight antics. It's just I don't know. I don't know what to expect to be honest. Well, with following
0: you. that fight is you know the Triple G fight and Canelo. That'll be a yeah, a be really a good really good battle because Canelo just. Really pummeled Chavez Jr. would be a good one because G. just a just a brawler. I mean that. And you know, we talk about boxer, you talk about fighters. These guys are fighters. Canelo, Triple G, they're going to come at each other. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, and that fight's coming up uh, in September, I believe. Or, or are they trying to schedule? They they took the original date. They took. The, they were supposed to fight August twenty six. No,
1: they got no, no, no. So, August 26th is Conor McGregor and uh, Floyd Mayweather. I think that's before. So, they took the date that they originally had. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. at the MGM Grand. Yes, <laughs> there's a beautiful new arena in the MGM
0: Grand. Ooh, I'm sure that's nice. I haven't been, there. I haven't seen a new arena, but I have stayed in the MGM Grand before. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 like a metropolis, you can get I, lost in there. I, they have like 5,000 rooms, <laughs> too many. Well, you think about it now when the Raiders are there, when that stadium is built, because that stadium's not going to be too far from there. It's going to be on the other side of the freeway, um, just up a little bit. So, literally, when you're coming into Las Vegas, most Californians, you're coming down that big hill, boom, that stadium's just going to be right there. You, you'll be able to see it. And, you know, it's just a valley and a big, huge stadium. That you got the strip. It's just, man, Vegas. I've ne- I just never thought in, in our lifetime that we'd see a. NFL team there as well. NHL's going to start there. Ne- yeah,
1: NHL starts yeah, next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Golden Knights. They're having the expansion draft, which, uh, you know, they're going to steal some players from the Ducks. They get one player from the Ducks, and it's going to be the top players that are available for them are uh, Patrick Eves, Sammy Votnin, and Josh Manson, which are the big, you know, they were core players. For but them. every team. They have a Every a team. Champ. Every team's gonna they're going to get one from each team. Because that's how expansion works. Geez, they snag one best player for each team oh, and have know. a superpower yeah. team. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're going to be pretty. They'll be. I don't think they'll be good, no. but they'll be all right. I mean, it'll be. Interesting. You got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, you got to build a foundation. You know, a nice core of young players. Build on that, and then you start signing veterans and whatnot, and you know, you know, get it going. I, I wouldn't know anything about building an NHL team.
1: <laughs> keep, keep the Raiders in Oakland. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of it, to be honest with you. What
0: well, do you think about it, you know, as far as strategic location, because the Raiders have bounced around from Oakland, Los Angeles, back to Oakland. Now they're in Las Vegas, you know, and still there's a lot of true Raider fans in Los Angeles. So now they'll be able to go check out the Raiders. And the ones in Oakland that are... You know, and if they get over the bitter of the move, or they're just like diehard Raider fans, you know, they may even you know explore coming down to Las Vegas and be like, "Wow, this is what we wanted in Oakland. We just wanted a nice stadium, but Oakland couldn't
1: couldn't uh, oblige." So I don't think that's going to what happened. Happened. I think it's going to be some bitter feelings by the time they leave. They won't have Marshawn Lynch, that's for sure. No. He'll be gone by that point. No, it, it, this is like a one year,
0: maybe two year kind of kind of thing. Yeah, I. We'll see how long it takes the stadium. You see the the problems that you know the Rams. Because he's just such a bruising. Into. He's a bruising running back. And oh, and you're talking just, about Marshawn. Yeah, yes, I yes. thought you were talking about the stadiums. Oh no 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 not at all no. It's gonna be state of the art. That Las Vegas stadium is gonna be just absolutely insane.
1: I think it's good for the Raiders to have him because then you have a good backup running back too. It's it's a good. It's gonna be a good fit for yeah. them definitely. Um, but I, I just, just don't see them moving in the next three years. Especially you see the, the problems that arose with the, the L.A. Rams stadium. And, the, you know, they're still they had to expand their their uh, release. They had to push it back another year because the of the rain. Yeah, rain and really sun it Rain, maybe the hot weather will push it back in Vegas, and the winds. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. But they even with houses, you know, they always give a deadline. They'll be like, it'll be done by this date. Uh, I think we were wrong about that initial. We're just gonna be this one. You know, it, it happens all the time in construction. Stuff happens. Um, anyways, I think I want to talk a little bit of NBA draft because yeah, that's coming. So up we, we got soon. so
0: much to talk about with the NBA. Uh, I know you couldn't. You couldn't be excited to talk uh, about this I've been stuff. Waiting, but there's I've been so waiting. much stuff to talk about. Because I love
1: college basketball, and I love the NBA draft. Of course.
0: You know, I, I've always enjoyed the NCAA tournament. I still think it's one of the greatest tournaments out there. You know, 64 teams, you know, and even the stuff that on the bubble to get in. You know, all the pre-tournaments just to get into the big dance. Yeah. And it's just amazing, you know, how, how, how difficult it is to win, let alone, you know, to be in it year in, year out. And with some of these players – With the experience of going deep in the NCAA tournament, you know, or it could be some high draft picks here. Yeah, we'll see. So we already know big news, you know, 76ers and the Celtics are probably finalizing their deal, but the 76ers are going to have a number one. Okay, it's
1: finalized, and they're pretty much going to take Mark Helfoltz because they they need a point guard. The trade is they're going to either have the option because they so they traded three and one, so the Sixers were at three. They traded to the number one overall pick and gave them. Either the Lakers first round in next, if it falls year, two, three, four, five, yes, they'll get the Lakers two, pick. Which, they'll get Lakers you know. pick, and the other option is they get it from Sacramento in 2019. Right. So either or, I mean, I if you were to pick, I'd pick the 2019 Sacramento Kings. That because that is a young team that's probably you know going to take a while to flourish. I mean, their youngest player is Buddy Heald, and he was a rookie last year.
0: Because you wonder what their Boston was going to do. Say. You know, if they
1: were they going to take Markell Fultz at number one. You know, I think they were going to ta- take Josh Jackson at number one because like you have Isaiah Thomas, and he's such a great point guard. I, I mean, they would have worked well together. I think it would have been a great fit. But ultimately, in the end, you would have to move too many pieces around. So I think they take Josh Jackson. If, if Josh Jackson is available at three, which, you know, it's looking like it's going to be that Unless way. Unless the Lakers, you know, you know st- I throw a monkey wrench in there and say, hey. That'd be interesting. They'd be very athletic if they
0: did that. Well, there is a, you know, there was a saying out there that uh, there's a team had promised Josh Jackson. And they said it was either the 76ers or the Lakers. You heard that rumor. Yeah, that promised him. So I don't know which team it is or what's going to happen. I mean, it sounds like the Lakers are pretty much sold on Lonzo Ball. You know, that's yeah. what's been going on for the
1: longest time. But well, you know, you know that, that's all hype. Yeah. You know, the, we don't really know what's, going on. Know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. Because just to say it's like the same thing with the, NBA or the NFL draft. You know, I got all these unnamed sources could be like an intern you know getting coffee for people would be like yeah we're gonna pick josh jackson i heard it
0: (laughs) like no they have no idea well it's also too it's also the you know maybe the front office is you know you know spinning out rumors or they're they're saying you know what we're gonna take josh jackson at number two and we're gonna force the pressure of boston
1: to trade up we're gonna spin it like we're gonna take ball just like 76 years ago. be like that trade it up to get the number one pick because they yeah I mean but that's a smart decision because they need a point guard and that you talk about I was I was really a big fan of the Sixers this year I you add a guy like Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons will be back next year they're gonna be pretty dang good and he hasn't even future. played he hasn't even played yet
0: the so They're we don't even do know what the potential, and then if Joel uh, can Embiid can be, be healthy, and <laughs> he'll be he'll, I hope he would be healthy, but he, you know, he struggles with. Jaleel Okafor, who did win an NCAA championship with Duke, yeah. a couple years ago. Robert Covington, great player. Um, it will be El Dario Sacre. It's about and time it's, Philadelphia gets out of the lottery because they've been living in the lottery the last 10, 15
1: yeah, they, years. Yeah, you know, it's it's get back sad. up there. And, you know, it is, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to try to take down this Cleveland team because, you know, Cleveland starting to, you know, have some trade win talks trying to either get Paul George, which would involve Kevin Love, which is what we hear from. Well, him. he will definitely be the odd man out. He'll be the odd yeah. man out. But at the same time, you they're trying to get Jimmy Butler. That would be an interesting three. Well, the but deal
0: I heard about that they have to get another team involved. So yeah, got, what I heard was Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns is loaded with guards and you know all these young guys. So they, yeah. if they acquire Kevin Love and give up some of their young guys, that, that'll be great for the Phoenix Suns, and I think Kevin Love would thrive there. Well, yeah, obviously you thrive. I don't know how he'd do in 120
1: good. degree heat. But the, the, the big thing <laughs> is um, they need to. Clear up some of the veteran space that they have I mean you have all these young great guys Like Dragon Bender Marquise Chris Those are the two young center forwards that they have they need to get rid of Tyson Chandler. That's the big thing because he's been taking up a lot of the playing time. And then obviously you have Alan Williams who had a great season last year. I think you need to go with the young team. You need to stop going after the veterans at some point, and you need to bring them in when the, the younger players are starting to get better. Obviously you like to have a mentor on the team and all that, but you have Eric Bledsoe for that, which they're talking about trading. And that, that's the one thing that I don't understand is like you're going you're gonna to hand the keys to, to Lyles before, you, or not Niles, what's his name? Booker? But, no, no, Eulis. No. So you're going to hand oh, the Uless. keys. to Tyler Eulis. Tyler Eulis. And, yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. going to have the, the combination in college with Eulis U- and Booker. And that's kind of what they're going to go for, which I, I don't know if you can hand the keys over to the, the team that early, but he's a great player. I was I wanted the Warriors to draft him back in the day. I, can They had the opportunity to, but they drafted Damian Jones last year. So it, it'll be interesting. The Warriors don't have any draft picks. So I, I mean, like this draft would just be you know a great third party just to kind of sit there and watch. Well, the Warriors also lost you know one of the best basketball minds, Jerry West. But that's yes. a huge, yeah. He was the one of the big reasons why KD went to the Warriors. You know, yeah, he, he was a closing deal. Also, he saved Klay Thompson from getting traded. Yeah, you know,
0: for Kevin Love. So before Kevin made, Love went to Cleveland, I hope that the the management has learned some of the tricks that he had well they're sitting on top now I mean right now this is the team to beat for the next two to three years maybe even longer but right now they're they're the top team and you see all the other teams you know some of them are going through desperate measures to try to catch up to the Warriors because like it, it all comes down to you're building your team to defeat
1: the Golden State Warriors that's what it what it's come to now I mean we we will not know in the NBA offseason anything it doesn't start getting good until July 4th it doesn't start get like there's gonna be some deals before then and after then, but it doesn't start getting good until July. You're gonna have to wait a little bit to see. Right, well the free agency starts July
0: first. Right. So then so the draft will kinda dictate how things are gonna kinda shake out in the free agency world. Yeah, you know, it's be, a whole different ball game. Yeah, so you to get to see. see how slowly how these teams are gonna be built up, but nothing like major major is gonna well, know,
1: blow up this year, but you just never know. There's always a surprise. I mean, the Cavs getting Jimmy Butler, that'd be a surprise, but then, uh, then again, you know, they're going to be weak in the big, big department, which is kind of a big deal. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, play, it'll be an attractive option for people to go there in free agency, that's for sure. Um, but, but the Warriors think, actually have 10 free agents. 10 free, yeah. So the big so one mean, is gonna, uh, Steph Curry. Boy, the, no, no, no. The, those. That, that's like Steph Curry's un- locked in. There, there are is locked in. People are like these fantasy scenarios where they're just like, "Oh, he's gonna go to you know the Knicks and play." But what? I
0: like the fact how Katie's you know he's t- could have signed off just for one more year, but take a little bit less money so they could re-sign all the other free agents because these guys love playing
1: with each other. You they saw do. you saw how it is this um, year. Andre Igodala, you got to keep yeah. him. You got to keep Sean Livingston. So Andre Igodala, wants twenty million dollars. Is He's gonna? you know take fielding teams see what you know the market for it which is smart i mean you know absolutely man that's but, his right and that's his right and i think you'll see you know them taking less money especially because you, you've you know you have shoe deals like you have you have money coming in it's not like you know there's no there's no extra source of income other than your contract so like these these guys are gonna be set either way. And Audrey Iguodala loves the Bay Area. He's a huge tech star guy. Okay? This is this is you know he's bluffing to get more money. He's gonna come back to the Warriors. Like, it's like a basketball
0: bliss playing with the Golden State Warriors with that team. Just yeah, I just love the camaraderie
1: that you see with those with all those guys. Hey, he's they gonna. He, I mean, I don't I don't see him leaving. I don't I don't see any of them really leaving. You know, and if they do, they'll bring in someone different. I think you'll look at. You know, a guy like Zach Randolph of the Grizzlies, if he wants to get a ring, he's probably going to jump to one of these teams, and that would be a huge, huge signing for them because he's a great player. But, great um, offensive player. Great offensive yeah, player. Yeah. But Powerful guy down low. It'd be Yeah, and, and the NBA draft is going to kind of show us what teams are going to want to do. I think, you know, it's the, the top ten in this draft are – you know top three in any other draft like you could see any of those players being in the top three in any other draft so it's it, what i'm trying to say is it's a stacked draft i mean you got larry mark who i really like and the knicks are trying to get him and pair him with porzingis that'd be a huge oh, be nice. team. that would be yeah they, they could stretch the floor pretty well with that team and then just bring in a center yeah, when you see
0: your guy, you got to you got to make the moves to get there. Philadelphia yeah. made the moves to get their guy. I
1: mean, they, Dennis Smith Jr is a pretty good player. He out there, he has some lapses on the defensive end and you know, he he they questioned his basketball drive, but you know, it's, he you're getting paid millions of dollars. You're going to want to be the best at something, right? Um but cause then you don't have to worry about money. They, that's always been a big thing. You got to worry about your source of income, but then when you are you can focus on one thing once you have it. But it, it's it's going to be an interesting draft, that's for sure. De'Aaron Fox is the point guard that I like, the fastest you know, guy in the draft, fastest guy in the draft. I, the you never he, know; the Lakers could select him at number two. They you just they they you just don't know. You just don't know. And he was he would practice all day and then he'd go home and he'd sit there and play 2K and then he'd fall asleep playing 2K growing up as a kid. This guy is, has a high amount of basketball intelligence and he could score the ball pretty good but the thing is, is you know they could say he's a little bit undersized, he's a skinnier point guard. How is he going to go up against you know a guy like Chris Paul or the bigger point guards in the NBA? Uh, how is he going to be able to guard them? The answer is, I don't know at the current moment, but you know He's a project. He's going to be a yes. great player. He's a project. If Tyler Eulis can be on the floor, you know why can't why can't De'Aaron Fox?
0: But getting back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They obviously uh, couldn't agree to terms with their general manager, so they moved on from David Griffin. And I know LeBron James is not happy so about
1: that. LeBron James is the new general manager, yeah, of <laughs> course. He's always
0: been. But uh, <laughs> but they're talking to Chauncey Billups. I guess he's uh, so had a relationship be a, with Dan Gilbert. I guess that'd be he good uh for them. You know, done some endorsement deals with him and when he was uh, a Detroit Piston. But Cleveland, basically, I think what's going on with them is that they need to go all-in this year and do what they can to win the title because LeBron James, after next year, is probably coming to Los Angeles. Oh, that's gosh. that's what everybody is saying. He has a house here.
1: Oh, and you can already
0: can tell maybe gosh. the relationship between him and Dan Gilbert is probably starting to deteriorate. And, it, and, it, and this very well could happen, Matt. It's because they didn't win And the now NBA that Jerry two. West is with the Los Angeles Clippers, when you got the best basketball mind, you know, that, on your side. I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's the greatest executive ever. He's won eight NBA titles as an executive. Jerry West built the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies into a playoff contender. Then he goes to Golden State, helps with that team, keeping that team together and help building that team. Like, to a powerhouse, I.
1: Shh, I mean, to have
0: that man on your side to close the deal, he got you, is, Kevin Durant, Golden State Warriors. You know, LeBron you know, so,
1: James is his own brand. Yes, he's his own. He's brand. his own brand, and, and he he when he however, went to Miami, he will respect Jerry West. Okay, if Jerry not, West not recruits not him, he's gonna respect Jerry. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying uh, he is his own brand, and it was a terrible look. When he went to Miami and came back, and if he leaves the people of Cleveland again, it's just going to be a terrible. I don't look.
0: Think, I don't think it was a terrible look. I think it was a it was a terrible way of how he went about it by doing the decision. I do have no problem with him leaving to go to a team and, and try to win a championship. Well, that's that's his right. He's a free agent, and I think a free agency, just like Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State, that's his right. I know he's it's a free his, it's agent. His right, but- these guys are allowed to test the market. At the and same go where time,
1: feel is necessary. At the same time, he's been re-embraced by the people of Cleveland. Uh, I understand. Gonna and it's going to be hard. Again. It's going
0: to be hard on the Cleveland fans. But you know, the one thing that he did do, uh, at, at least, he brought
1: them the long-awaited championship that they. If they get Jimmy Butler, does he leave? You have Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler. You have you have a team that is a, that is an unbelievable basketball. I think team. it comes There's...
0: down to the relationship with him in the front office.
1: He is the front office. Like, I, 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 he is the front office. They they yeah. have to keep him happy. That's, exactly. that's basically
0: it. If Cleveland that's doesn't what, make a move and they try to, you know, throw
1: out these same group of guys in this next season, he's not going to want to be there. Obviously, but they're going to make a move. It's it's not. It's they are. They will make a move. It's like it's not. It, I mean, they're, that's the closest thing to a foregone conclusion. Like but they, it's not a far-fetched thing,
0: you know, after a year. that I know. How will the Cleveland fans react with him leaving again? I mean, that's...
1: That, He'll be... T- it, how would the rest of the nation view that, too? It's not just Cleveland fans. It, but it's his right. He can it's do it. It's his right. But a lot of people like LeBron James because he went back to do it for his hometown city. And he did, and he won. He he won one for this
0: hometown. Yeah, but do you, you just want to win one? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you want to win it again this year, too, but it, it'd be hard if they did win it you know, this season and for him to leave after they just won a championship. I don't know. Would it be easier? It, it's really where he wants to be. Maybe he wants to go back into warm weather, wants to live in the big market, more or less a business decision. He's a bi- It's like you said. He, he has his, his own brand. He has his own brand. And, that's and to come out into a large leave. market like Los Angeles, you know, there's a lot more opportunities out here.
1: I don't see why not. He could be the mayor of Cleveland if he wanted to. He goes to L.A. and he's just—he's gonna be just another. I mean, obviously he'll be a superstar and the people of L.A. will love him, but the rest of the country is just gonna be like, "Come on, like what? Come on, we all just want to go to L.A. at this point." I mean, Paul George is a more likelihood of going to Los Angeles than LeBron James is to go to the Clippers. I—that's. I, 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 but LeBron I, James I, I is really good friends with Chris Paul. I agree. You know, with imagine the them that you're making with Jerry West and all that, but I just right. don't see it. I just don't see it. Well, we'll see. Only
0: time will tell. But yeah. that's what makes it so exciting because once a free agency opens up, ooh, <laughs> yeah. lots yeah, of good things could happen. You know, and the Clippers definitely need to make you know some changes. And now they got one of the best basketball minds you know in history on their side. Because the thing with the Clippers is, but now with this new owner. He's not afraid to spend money. Uh, he's willing to spend money. The problem is he just hasn't had the right guys, you know, in the front office. And now you get a Jerry West. That's really going to help out the Los Angeles. And Clippers. they're getting a new stadium too, which that, yes,
1: that'll be like that'll be a great source. of It's aim.
0: far down the road, but it's something like targeting around yeah. you know twenty 23, twenty three twenty twenty four somewhere in there. It'll and be, they they should be. They need to yeah. be their own. Even Jerry West said it. You know, Clippers need to be. Their own entity, you know. Once they win their own championship, you know, become the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, that the team that that you know he's he, that he envisions. Because Jerry West is all about winning; that's all it is for him. He's always been about winning, but he's also been about everybody in the front office having an opinion. Everybody, you know, communicating because it's very important, and that's what makes him so successful. And Steve Ballmer allows you know the basketball minds to make the decisions he he doesn't he doesn't intervene like a dan gilbert or, or jerry jones you know trying to mess things up well, dan gilbert doesn't interview
1: <laughs> I know. lebron yeah. james gets to yeah. do what he wants <laughs> i'm I, i'm yeah. not i'm not I, know. I get your point but I, I, like tyron <laughs> Lou has the cushiest job in sports yes hey i bet you you write for the clipboard give lebron the ball like how like I, or you'll put on there LeBron. What place should we run? What, what place should we run? Drive Driving kick. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I mean, he gets to do what he wants. He has the. I mean, anyone that works in the Cavs, not to be a hater or anything of the Cavs organization, I think they have one of the best things going. But it runs around LeBron James. If he, if the Cavs are the universe, LeBron James is the sun. Everything gravitates around him. But it is. He
0: dictates a lot of things that goes on. So Like, that's
1: that's just what, like, I'm trying to say. I, like, I'm not trying to be a, you know, just because I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, be like, I respect the Cavs a lot and what they did. And I respect LeBron James a lot. And I, I, I can't say that I, you know, he's the best basketball player in the world. Like, if Absolutely. People who are saying Kevin Durant is, like, not at the current moment. He's still the best basketball player in the he, world. Even Durant admitted, you know, even
0: the, the Game 5 of the NBA Finals, he, he's just like, I can't stop LeBron James.
1: No one can. Yeah, he's the best. Back. It, it, they had to bring in an extra superstar in order to beat him. That's how good he is. The yeah. only guy that slowed him down a bit was Kawhi
0: Leonard, but even that, uh, yeah, LeBron James. Yeah, and especially his yeah, size, his athleticism, and what he's done. I mean, as far as individual talent, he certainly is one of the greatest players. I can't say he's the greatest player of all time. There's been so many great players have played in the NBA in all different eras and dominate their eras. So you think about the 60s Celtics, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. However, you know, moving along. Ah, uh, my mind
1: just went blank. I Who is your favorite player in this NBA draft? If you have the Sixers pick, regardless of what, who you think that they're going to pick, who would you pick in this draft? Markel Fultz. Okay, yeah, I probably say. I I think he's the number one overall pick. Who do you think the biggest sleeper is? Like, who do you think along the line? People are like looking at this draft, and then they're gonna say, "Oh, why wasn't he picked higher?" Who do you think that guy is? Ah, that's a tough one. That
0: is a tough one. That is a real tough one. I would say De'Aaron Fox. I would think he, you know, he could even go higher. Um, you know, Josh Jackson really just jumped up the boards there because he wasn't even mentioned in the top three just a month ago. Well,
1: I think the the biggest player that people are gonna, you know, they're gonna want to pat like they're gonna be like, oh, I can't believe we didn't pick him. Is Frank Nikita from France? I like this really? kid. I rec- I like his length. I don't think he's gonna be like a great shooter by what, any what, means. What's his uh? What, is he a, a
0: guard or a forward? He's a guard. He's a, a guard. guard. He's
1: a six foot five with a seven foot wingspan guard. So seven feet. He's like his arms are longer than he. He's got one of the longest wingspans for a guard, and he's got big hands. And they, he's going to be a project for sure. But can he shoot? Is he well? He's you know, a pass. He's a great passer. He can. He can shoot. I wouldn't say he. I mean, his field goal percentage when he was in France. I mean. He doesn't have great offensive numbers, but he has great assistability. And he's still a project. He's, I think he's 19, 19, 20. Like that. He's a definitely a and project you know, player. And those guys, they actually get to play pro ball when they're 16. Right. He he's, you know, they get in the
0: professional league. Uh, the European style, too. They, they, they're they more of the shoot, you know, run, shoot, pass. I mean, they really move the ball around. Yeah. Um, you know, so hopefully he can he, I, get I a like good him. jump shot. So you think he's he's your dark horse he's pick? He's my dark horse pick. I think he, you know, I like De'Aaron Fox, too. I agree with you. He's good. I was just saying that in regards of Lakers picking number two, that would be like my dark horse pick you dark know, horse. for the Los Angeles Lakers is, is snagging De'Aaron Fox. If so you really it, want to go with that speed and have that defense and the yeah. point, because he could still run the point. You know, he's he's still a really good passer. Yeah, so if you're, if you're Magic Johnson,
1: do you pick Lonzo Ball? I think that's probably who they're gonna pick. Well, no, no, no. I said if you're Magic Johnson, I'm saying you pick. Uh, it's just tough. I know. I know who Magic wants to pick, and it's Lonzo Ball. I like Lonzo Ball. I really do.
0: I, I, I like him. I like how he has that swagger. I like he's the hometown guy. You know, there's a you know, few things I have questions on. You know, with his jump shot yeah, and he, it's just his athleticism. Looking, Is he gonna play defense? You know, is he going to play the the defensive side of the ball? Where De'Aaron Fox, he plays. He's a two way player. He is a two way player. He's a great player. You know, I I I think I would kind of lean towards De'Aaron Fox. I probably probably, probably. would, but you know, wouldn't want to pass up on somebody that may maybe Lonzo just can surprise us all. Just become that guy that Magic Johnson probably saw, sees in himself. Like, hey, this guy reminds me of me. You know, yeah. can he be like me? Can
1: he can he be like magic? That'll be interesting to see. I think you know. If I, I I'm a, I'm with you. I wouldn't pick. I would pick Josh Jackson over him. He's he's more athletic and obviously is a great leader and a point guard. Like you saw him at UCLA, he was unbelievable. But he needs like. He needs some shooters around him and I think the the shooters on the the Lakers right now are a great fit for him. I think it would be a you can't go wrong with his pick, but the athleticism of Josh Jackson to be able to play him at shooting guard. Oh absolutely and the and defense then have that he plays. Brandon Ingram at the three and then the four being Julius Randle and the five being Zubok, that's not a bad starting five. For the future. But if
0: the Lakers do say, "Okay, we're we're, we're dangling, we're going to take Josh Jackson," we're gonna, know, they still yeah. kind of need that point guard, you know, so to speak, and maybe they'll. That's probably what they're trying to do is, uh, you know, dangle uh, one of their uh, players. For a, another higher I draft I pick.
1: I just don't think you can give up on Russell that easily. No, it's, I d I it's don't think
0: I don't think it is. I just kinda year in the it, league. It's kinda one of those really like small rumors that it, it hasn't really taken any traction that, because the Lakers are not gonna let let him part go. Part
1: of me is thinking is like they're using all this Lonzo ball hype just to pick Josh Jackson. Like part of me thinks that, but honestly, I won't know until the draft comes around. But that's what makes it so exciting. That's exactly. why we're all gonna be tuning in this exactly. Thursday. You know, speaking of—we're going to move on because I I could talk about the NBA all day. Absolutely. But the USA men's soccer team playing Ghana, the rival rival of the past few World Cups, Ghana. You know, they defeated us pretty good with Jordan, Mm -hmm. IU, and all those great players that they have. And the U.S. men's national team will be unveiling their new jerseys in that game. That'll Ooh, be, that'll be all nice. right, that'll and be I, nice to see. I'm looking at a picture of them, and they're they're pretty nice right now. i I want I want one, <laughs> but yeah. So that'll be July 1st, Saturday at 11:45 a.m. I see Mexico. Mexico is leading
0: the uh, the bracket there. They got they're pretty much 11:45 p.m. That is a late start. That is a late start. Mexico is pretty much gonna make the World Cup. I mean, they're right there. Costa Rica's right there. USA is on the on the border right there. They're on the border. Are they f-
1: 4 or 5? They're actually 3. They're 3. Okay. Yeah. So th- right now they have Animal's a spot in. four. The, I mean, it's the calf. It the, the the USA are going to be represented in the World Cup. I I mean like not to be mean to these other countries because they do have great like Costa Rica's unbelievable in terms of what they have on their right. roster, but I uh, this US team is too talented not to make the World Cup. I mean it's it's the top three that make it. So it in their top three they're sitting good and I like I like Bruce Arena a lot. I like you know, the US Bruce the, Arena a lot. Bruce Arena, that's the uh, LA Galaxy coach, right? Yeah, there's a former LA yeah. Galaxy coach and now he's he's the United States men's national I coach. like that. So I he, like that move. But the the you think about who brought US soccer to, you know, a more popular standard is Bruce Arena. I'm not talking about this year. He was the U.S. men's national coach back when they first had Landon Donovan, when people were first starting to pay attention to U.S. soccer. And then they brought in Bob Bradley, who was – Now, was this pre-MLS? This is pre – well – Are you talking about the World Cup in 94? That was in the U.S.? I think that's that's even farther. I don't even know yeah. who the coach was then, but I know that he was. No, no, I was talking about. I, I'm just saying that that World Cup in '94 with all the US, Wallace, yes, yeah, yes. and all that big red, you know,
0: yeah, you know, that kind of spawned the MLS.
1: Yeah, that spawned the MLS for sure. Yeah, they they saw wow, the US actually has a lot more passion they, for soccer. They do, and it, it, that showed. That is one of the reasons too. But I think Bob Bra- Bradley had brought them into a new level of competition where before they were just you know in and out but Bob Bradley got them you know not Bob Bradley Bruce Arena got them you know to the point where they got a little bit better and then Bob Bradley came in and tried to implement some new things and they they had some success but he ultimately wasn't the right fit and then you look at Jurgen Klinsmann did an amazing job and brought in a lot more talent and now that he's gone I think it'll be interesting to see what Bruce Arena does and 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 the beginning of this year, Jurgen Klinsmann did not have the team very rallied towards the World Cup. I think they just what Br-
0: didn't. I think what Bruce Arena has, too, is he has a good gauge because obviously he's coached in the, in the MLS for quite a many years. And he has a good pulse of, of what players that, that are available there and what players that he would want for his team and how he's going to construct his team and, how, and also the style that they're going to play. Well,
1: I'm just I this new roster that they have is so good. Christian Pallasic. Yes. He's going to be the future of US soccer, no doubt about it. Whether he has been doing in the Bundesliga in Germany is he's been doing a great job and he they there's been rumors about him going to Bayern Munich and he said that I could not do <laughs> and he's not leaving. You know, Borussia Dormant, which is a you know very proud franchise who just became they just became successful after you know they had an unbelievable farm system come up and crop out, and then a lot of them left. So I'm really excited about this U.S. men's soccer team, to say the least, and it'll be interesting to see who's going to be in the because. Who's going to be in the goalie? Tim Howard's not going to be there for the World Cup. No. They're going to have to, you know, go with a guy that's less experienced. But I, I like Guzman, who's the likely goalie for the World Cup. You want a goalie that's seasoned, obviously. That's, you know, athletic. And just has good instincts. Well, he was the reason why we went so far in that tournament. I know. Like, he's world class by all means. I mean, he's one of the best goalkeepers. He played for Manchester United. That's how good he was, like, in his prime. And now, it's you know, he's so. Like, goalkeeper is one of those. It's like you get better with age. Look at G. Luigi Buffon. Oh, That's I a know. great example he's that re- I have. You get better with age as a goaltender. If you still, if you can still move around and be athletic, yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, make the moves because
0: you got the brain of a wizard because mm-hmm. you you've seen it all and yeah, it's pretty amazing.
1: Well, what have you seen? Have you seen the headlines at all of Cristiano Ronaldo and the Spanish tax? Yes well' have you seen that yeah so he doesn't <laughs> want to play for <laughs> he doesn't want to play in Spain because they feel like he they're making an example out of him being his star status that you have to pay taxes like more taxes and it's a little bit you know it's kind of ridiculous and and you, that's a that's a national treasure right there. I mean he's not actually from them it's a national treasure for Portugal and Spain right there you know he's he's so notable throughout the entire world like he can walk through China and people be like Cristiano Ronaldo. He's world-renowned known, and for him leaving Spain, the best player in the world is going to leave because you basically making an example out of him is is a little bit ridiculous. And if he goes to England, like his notoriety is just going to go through the roof. It's just going to go. It's it's already through the roof. It's just going. to Could go he sky come to high the high. U.S. at some point? He might. That's what the rumor is. Is is he going to come play in the MLS? But right now he's still. Could you There's imagine a Cristiano Ronaldo in Los Angeles? Well, the the big thing is Zaltan Ibrahimovic is going to come to Los Angeles. That's that the big right? rumor Bill. Yeah. right now. Is he might go play for the Galaxy? But right now, the Galaxy, you know, front office is saying we are not currently pursuing him because he has an injury. But it, I mean, like he tore his ACL. At the age of, I think he—I could be wrong—but I think he's 36, and he's—he's he's getting up there in age, and that's usually the point. I mean, you know, Beckham went over when he was 35. It's getting to the point where these stars want to continue playing soccer. They come to the U.S., and that in, is, it in itself has improved the MLS. Oh, absolutely. Just because you know, it's not—it's not the fact that there are talented players playing. It's because they bring, like, they bring the other talent around them. They also bring better. that style of play as yeah. well. And yeah. it's just a
0: whole different mindset. And it, it certainly does. It raises, like you said, it raises the quality of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. especially for the MLS. I mean, the, you got got the, all these young players who, you know, are, are players that could have a lot of good potential playing soccer. I mean, you know, you look at the athletes in this country and it, the soccer is probably like the, they get the fifth best athletes. Because you have to, you have to sit behind, you know, football gets the number one athletes. You basketball, and then you you got baseball, and then I I'd even say you know some of the athletes in this country go to different sports other than soccer. I don't, I can't think of the fourth one that they would go to. But if you put soccer at four, they're getting a lot better athletes. Well, you for sure. Well, really,
0: it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey and then maybe soccer. Yeah, I mean
1: it's just what the kids kind of want to play, but soccer but where I
0: grew in in popularity. Well, I grew up in Cincinnati, it was baseball and soccer were like, and softball, were like the three major sports growing up as kids. Everybody was playing one of those three. You know, rugby, yes, but uh rugby not at not at a young age. No, no. football? Uh, yes, there was there was pop Warner, of course, you know. Basketball. Like, but but as far as like the three major outdoor sports was baseball, softball, and soccer. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I, it it's just it's kind of interesting to see how you know this next wave is is what I like to call is is the the FIFA effect. So since FIFA has became the top selling sports video game, and that that's a fact. Since it has became the top selling sports video game, it has risen. You know the popularity of soccer has risen in this country. It's because they they see it and then they want to play it. And, you know, more kids, like, you know, at the job that I work now, all these kids love soccer. They all wear soccer jerseys, Barcelona and Real Madrid. And it's because, you know, you got more international people that are coming to this country who like soccer, and it's becoming a bigger thing. And then their kids are going to play it in America, and they're going to have that, you know, American support. And that that American – because, you know, the the face of of American soccer – has not. Came, I, th- I think it's Christian Pulasic but he, he. I mean, he has yet to prove it. Yet, we need a face of soccer. You think about Portugal, face Cristiano Ronaldo. You think about the the face of England. You think about the face of you know Spain. There's a face of every soccer nation. Messi, Argentina. You know. I mean, David. I agree. You know, some, somewhat a market around to really yeah. you know, build it up even more so. I mean, G. Luigi Buffon yes. for Italy. You know, there's there's lots of ways. Yeah. There's so many great soccer players. And in in, you look at America, we haven't had the face of soccer for a long time was Clint Dempsey. And they, you know now he's starting to get up there in years and concussions. Donovan he was kind of somewhat some the face. He was the face of U.S. Soccer. He was great, but he his supporting cast. Even was, back back when a you know, Kobe Jones, Kobe Jones, but yeah. it's like but they never had the success of, you know, going to the top 16. I mean, even then, but now we just got to the top 16. So it'll be interesting to see where do we go from here? with our young players that are now more engaged in soccer because of the FIFA effect. Maybe I should write a, a little journal and publish it about the FIFA effect in the U.S. Like, yeah,
0: we, we can put it on our blog. Hey, I'll in do fact, it. In fact, yeah, blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Yeah, follow also us follow on, follow, on SoundCloud, you know? SoundCloud. 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 Sports Matters Radio host. We need more followers. Yeah, Sports Matters everywhere. Radio is all you got to type in. You'll, it'll take you right to us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, if, uh, time is running low here we do have a great show coming up for you It's claudia shamball ask a leader and you know she's got a really good show planned for you and but um what about the uc border regions what's going on with the uc border regions do they approve of what she says they always do <laughs> <laughs> they don't approve what we say. No, not at um, all. The UC Board of Regions We promise you, we will be getting into Major League Baseball. We yeah. will talk. We eight. know right now the Dodgers and Rockies are kind of you, know, you know the tops it? of the NL. NL you know. Wild
1: Card by eight games, and then you have the Angels who are just staying. The, the Astros, right Astros, forty-seven and twenty-four,
0: best record oh in
1: baseball.
0: Best Four record in baseball. Eight. Why? Because they built through the draft. They built through the farm system and his other teams are taking suit. My Cincinnati Reds had a huge huge draft. They really need that pitching now. Yeah. But one good thing to happen in the city of Cincinnati, I was so glad to see Pete Rose get a statue oh, outside yeah, he, his family from the, the first pitch. Yes. It, it's team. just it's kind of like closure with me in a sense cuz we won't see him get in the Hall of Fame and it, and it, I don't feel bad either way. I, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he will get in the Hall of Fame. It just won't be until after he's moved on. You yeah. know, um, it's just kind of how it is. You know, it's can't do the stuff he did and right. expect to get in exactly, at, and still continue to do some of the things that he does. Right. And so.
1: here's the other thing. You know, I have Angels Watch real quick. You can put, you can play the outro music during it. Angels Watch since Trout has been out, we've had Eric Young Jr. coming through in the clutch some big game winning hits he's had three home runs and 10 rbis in the few games that he has been called up for he's been on fire angels are staying afloat i'd like to say i love you grandmas i'd like to say thank you mrs jacobs for letting me read the sports section and good morning wherever you
0: are and thank you to all the listeners tuning in to Sports Matters. Here, Matt and I, we certainly appreciate you. And please blog with us at blog.sportsmattersradio.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to talk about any uh, topics that you would like for us to talk about. And we'll certainly, you know, fit time and put it on air. Until then, have a great drive to work and be all, kind to one another. Indeed, in all sports matters.